It's episode 91 of D-List of the Podcast. I'm Michael K. And I'm Allison. So, Allison, let's just get right to it. We're going to talk about Kanye. This news is unavoidable. It's a lot. Like, it's, yeah, it's a lot. It happens, it almost feels like at this point every day. There's, I mean, I would even say twice a day. Like, for example, today on D-Listed, we had two posts about Kanye West. So it's it's a lot of information. It's happening frequently. So we have talked about Kanye West before on the podcast and his desire to run for president. Yeah, and he I think last last episode we talked about it. Yes. And it didn't seem like it was going to happen, but he has filed in Oklahoma, so he'll yes. be on the ballot. In Oklahoma. He made um, it onto Oklahoma, but then there were others that he didn't make it onto, for example, Florida. Yeah, he's he, not going to make it onto Florida. He's not going to make it onto tons of states. Yeah, and I mean, he, when it when all is said and done, I mean, you might see Kanye West's name on, I would say, like 10 states. He might get, on, get onto 10 states. If it happens at all, it it's, might not even happen. Exactly, because this news kind of went from like, this took, this took a... This was like a real sharp turn. So when we last talked about this, it was kind of like Kanye West says he wants to run for president, which he said that five years ago. Do you not remember at like yeah. a listening party for yeah. his album? He's probably said a couple, a few times throughout the year. Yeah. And I mean, I, lots of people say they're going to run for president, but he kind of he he like started to do more things where it's like, oh, he's really serious. He wants to run for president. And, you know, maybe his platform was a little bit kind of not really thought through that well but it's like okay he's this is something he's doing so um not thought through that well i don't think it was really thought through at all I don't, like suddenly it's like he's running for president and it's like we're voting in a few months yeah and he was just like i'm not donald trump and i'm not joe biden i'm kanye west and that appealed to some people for sure i have really no say in it because i cannot vote in this election i can just sit back and watch people vote which yeah watch the shit show go down yeah so and like a lot of people are taking him seriously so for example like caitlin jenner has expressed interest in being his running mate which oh, she's just she's just trying to get happen. attention she, she doesn't go she's not she's just talking shit to get attention yeah it's like caitlin this is not about you please sit down nobody really cares kanye has said that he's interested in jay-z which uh, Again, that's probably not going to happen. A lot of people say that, like, in all likelihood, his running mate would be this biblical life coach named Michelle Tidball, um, who, I mean, we know that Kanye has a lot of born-again qualities to him, so that would kind of make sense that that would be his running mate. So, point is, he appears to be following through with it, because he held his first rally on Sunday in Charleston, South Carolina, and if you spend... And he's not even on the ballot in South Carolina. He he missed the ballot. So, I mean, it was like he needed to get however many signatures to be on the ballot for South Carolina, and he didn't get them. So he held a rally there in a state that can't vote for him. So it's a little bit, yikes. That's like somebody didn't, someone didn't plan properly there. So his... Okay, so how do I approach this rally? I mean, it was a mess. Let's just, let's, like, it was... 
a disaster. It was like a I mess. remember yeah. watching the clips and I was just like, I don't think I can watch this anymore. And there was this this clip this woman posted on yeah. Twitter that she went to this rally mm-hmm. and she said she went just went for shits and giggles. Right. And he um she was recording it and mm-hmm. he started talking shit about Harriet Tudman. Mm-hmm. And she on the video, she's like Okay, we're we we're out of here, and that's yeah, the way yeah, that I like, felt. Like, this is not fucking funny. No, yeah. When she said we're leaving, I was like, that's honestly when everybody in the room should have been like, I think it's time for us to go. It's this isn't this isn't a good place. This is not a safe space. So well, like um, yeah, he would spew all this fucked up shit, and then people were like groaning. I mean, it was painful, and it's like, how many Kardashians are there? Forty thousand. That's a low low estimate. Forty one, right? I think. Forty one. Forty one. Yeah. And one of them should have pulled him out of there. One, one of them, them should have come and get him. One of them should have just flicked the lights, like, you know, like, um, closing time at, like, a bar. When, like, I used to work at a bar and, like, two o'clock would come and we'd just flick the lights and be like, you got to go home. I, flick the lights just... on? Oh, my God. That was that was the worst moment. No, we it was. Club. We oh, would, no, they no, would we... flip them on because yeah. the light is more harsh than the dark. Oh, really? We're all looking wasted. And everyone would scatter. Like, they yeah, turn the lights like, on, like, everyone, yeah. Well, in the Drunk bar, roaches. Yeah, in the bar I worked at, we we flicked it, like, off, on, off, on, off, on, off, on, which is, in retrospect, really irritating. But, you know what, I wanted to get out of there. Anyways, I'm sure a lot of a lot of people obviously wanted to get out of this rally. So, the, the thing that kind of, obviously, lots of points were kind of coming up on Twitter, like the Harriet Tubman, so when he said, his point was... He was like Harriet Tubman. He kind of pulled an actually where he's like Harriet Tubman didn't actually free any slaves. She just led the slaves to new white people, which that's kind of one of those talking points that feels very loaded and wrong and can be kind of debunked very quickly with just like, you know, a a Google search sort of. So people had a problem with that. But then one of the moments that was like it was upsetting it was again kind of turn the lights on moment was he was talking about abortion he was talking about like his he you know he said like his dad wanted to terminate his pregnancy his dad wanted to terminate his mom's pregnancy that it sounded like terminate kanye's pregnancy i worded that very poorly you understand so and then kanye like said you know i wanted kim to terminate her first pregnancy and he was crying and it's very upsetting and then he also said like i he's like kim kim might divorce me over this which i feel like if you know once you say like this person might divorce me over this it's like maybe don't say it but kanye said i mean he said it so after his rally in south carolina he went on twitter on monday night and again, this was like, this was where I say like, it's kind of happening day by day because I was on, I was on Twitter and same thing. I kept refreshing it being like, I, I told you earlier, I said, I felt like his Twitter account had been hacked mostly just because of the volume. There were so many tweets and some of them were just um, screen grabs of Google searches. Well, after Sunday, it's mm-hmm. it's like we were like, something is wrong mentally. I mean, there was that Forb interview where it's like, this doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm. And then the rally was a train wreck. And then Monday was even worse. Monday was such a train wreck because he said lots and lots of things that didn't make sense. I mean, he he invoked Bill Cosby's name, which, again, that should have been like that should have been in the turn on the lights moment for his Twitter account. Like, I feel like an assistant should have been like, 
Kanye, please don't tweet about Bill Cosby. But he said a lot of stuff that was like, this is kind of why I feel like people were really like following it because they're like, what's going on? Yeah, started, and it was it was yeah. watching like a mental breakdown live on Twitter it because was, he was like jumping yeah. from topic to topic. There were misspellings everywhere. Mm-hmm. He like just kept going and going. And like he, at one point, you know, he put up a screenshot of Jennifer Lawrence's search, uh, what you get when you Google Jennifer Lawrence. And then he did that with Halle Berry. And then he jumped to Bill Cosby, how NBC, you know, jailed Bill Cosby or whatever. Yeah. And it was like a train wreck. And there's like another element to it because it's not just, it's not just Kanye West, right? It's like Kanye West is married to Kim Kardashian, who is the daughter of Kris Jenner. So it's like, we are, that is already an extremely famous family. And so he started like reading Kim and Chris, and that's where, like, I feel like a lot of people that that were on my Twitter timeline was like, oh, my God, what is he saying about Kim and Chris? Because, like, he said things like this is just like a little brief snippet. So he accused Kim of trying to. So Kanye is in Wyoming, as one of his tweets said, like, he's like, I'm in Wyoming. Come get me. So Kim is in California. So he accused Kim of um, trying to come to Wyoming with a doctor to, in his words, lock him up because his life is like the 2017 movie Get Out. Um, he told Chris to stay away from his kids. He um, he dragged Corey Gamble into it. He said that like Chris and Corey Gamble tried to silence him. Um, he said that like his kid his kids are never going to release a sex tape which is um obviously like a dig at kim he was like my kid my kid his kids will never do playboy and then he was like my kid my um he was like north's mom will never take pictures of my kids in playboy so that's a reference obviously to chris you know like everybody knows that moment where she's like you're doing amazing sweetie um and that was all kind of uh wrapped up with he was like okay now i'm just gonna focus on the music and my new album, Donda, comes out on Friday, which, I mean, I kind of wish that he had only tweeted, like, by the way, my album comes out on Friday, like, instead of everything else, because it was a lot, and a lot of it has been deleted. We don't know if he deleted it. We don't know if, like, Kim made him delete it. Like, we have no idea. Um, We haven't heard from Kim or Chris, but today, Dave Chappelle, um, we saw a video of it. Connie posted a video. Dave Chappelle flew to Wyoming to check up on his friend and it was just kind of like this weird sort of not it wasn't weird it was just like a lineup of like Kanye's friends I guess and Kanye being like hey Dave Chappelle came to visit me and Dave Chappelle's like is a little bit awkward in it which I mean I probably would be too if I like was flying to a place specifically to check on my friend like I'd kind of be like oh, I don't really want to film a video right now but people people adapt and do things in different ways so I don't know. Yeah, that whole Dave Chappelle thing was weird. It was awkward. I mean, I'm glad I I'm glad Kanye has a friend like Dave Chappelle who flew out to see him. Yeah, and it's a tough situation because like when someone is having a manic episode, you can't always get through. Mm-mm. And Mm-mm. so it might not be easy like to have him get help. And I'm not one to defend Kim Kardashian, and I'm probably going to hell just for saying that. But, like, it's not easy to help someone who doesn't want the help. But mm-hmm. with that being said, Kim, like you said, she hasn't said anything, and she acts like everything's okay. 
It's like when yeah. he announced he was running for president, she endorsed it and went on like it was normal. And instead, we're hearing from sources like there was a People magazine article today saying like Kim has been trying to get him help, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it feels like if someone close to me kind of made like a wild statement, like, you know what, I'm going to run for president. I feel like my response, even if I've been trying to help this person, I feel like my response would still be like, you know what, let's talk about running for president later. Let's talk about things that are happening. Right. Like, I would just be like, you know what, Let we should maybe step back and have a conversation about why you feel the need to run for president. You know, like, I'm a big believer in talking about things. And I feel like that maybe should have perhaps been a Or just don't say anything. Like, you don't have, she didn't have to tweet anything. You know what I mean? Like when yeah, you said it, it she should she didn't have to say anything. It feels a little bit like enabling, like if or like brushing off. It feels kind of like, yeah, I know this person is sort of like they're battling some personal demons, but like it's fine. I support them. Like you you can support I want you to support someone in a healthy way. I am not a doctor. Really? <laughs> I I know that's going to sh- shock all of You've our listeners. You've seen like three episodes of Grey's Anatomy, so you basically are. That is true. I have seen exactly three episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. So, so some think like because uh, he, you know, he plugged his album mm-hmm. at the end of his Twitter spree. Some think it was this is all a stunt to promote his album, right? Mm-hmm. But Kanye has said before that uh, he stops, he's bipolar, and that he stops taking his meds like when he's making music because it fucks with his creativity. Mm -hmm. So that would make sense here. And I can't, like, I don't obviously don't want to get too personal because, again, this is not an actual episode of Grey's Anatomy. But um, I understand the feeling of wanting to be off medication because you think it makes you more creative like i understand that but i but i also feel like if you are working with like a professional a professional can like kind of guide you in a way that is healthy and be like you know is this a super smart idea or like why do you think that you're more creative when you're not on medication you know what i mean like it's sort of well i haven't seen three episodes of gray's anatomy so i'm definitely not at all um, equipped. I know. To I'm basically. On this. I'm basically talking to a medical intern here. And like, I've also heard some say that Kim is probably going to divorce Kanye over this, but right. I don't think that. Like, you think that's going to happen, right? I think so, but I also think that that would be like, you know, to quote one of my favorite characters from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I'd be like, that's pretty low, Mister. Like, if she were to, he obviously is in a. He's obviously in a place in which he needs help and support. And so to be like, listen, I need to divorce you. It just, I don't know. That that feels, it feels kind of low. I understand why she would want to. Like, I'd understand perhaps maybe she needs to feel the need to protect her children or something like that. But I don't know. It just feels like it would be kind of. And if I'm thinking like a Kris Jenner, like if right. she, if Kim divorced him and, mm-hmm. you know, she tried to keep the kids away from him, like he'd probably go off again and he knows shit about the Kardashians and he'd I spill. Know. So Chris is probably like, don't do it. But the thing he said, like about, you know, he doesn't want 
Kim to sell no- his daughter's sex tape. Mm-hmm. I was like, they're they're not. That's that's going to piss them off. He's definitely not going to be in the Kardashian Christmas card this year. No, that's no, not at blasphemous. All. So now we're going to move on to a much less bleak story, although there is some scandal to it. Um, Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel have not yet confirmed this, but the Daily Mail heard from a friend um, from Jessica's um, town. She grew up in Colorado, said that Jessica has been secret pregnant this entire time and that last week she gave birth to a baby boy. It's their second child and the second child they probably won't vaccinate. Oh, there's... I don't need to have watched three episodes of Grey's Anatomy to know that they will definitely not be vaccinating that child. Yeah, me neither. And so their first uh, child is their five-year-old son, Silas Randall. They've been in quarantine in Montana. Now, the reason why this is a scandaloso is because in November, which feels like 45 years ago, but it was not even a year ago, Uh, Justin was caught by the paparazzi holding hands with Alicia Wainwright at a bar in New Orleans, and he wasn't wearing his wedding ring. Now, Justin and Alicia were doing a movie called Palmer together at the time, and they were possibly doing each other. But Justin said that nothing happened between him and Alicia, and he had a little, little too much to drink and had a lapse in judgment. His words, lapse in judgment. He apologized to his amazing wife, again, his words, for putting her through the rumors. But there were stories in January that Jessica was still mad at him. Mm-hmm. Right? Remember all that? Oh, yeah. How could I forget? <laughs> How could any of us forget? That means that Jessica was pregnant while Justin had a lapse in judgment. So they got well, married in 2012, but were yeah. together on and off several years before that. Yeah. So, Michael, would you would you say that it's a situation of Justin being like, Palmer, I hardly know her, and yet I still will? No, I would never say that. <laughs> I know you would never say that. I know you wouldn't. <laughs> he did palm her. Yeah, he did. He literally palmed her. They put their palms together. They were caught. Red palmed. Well, this does go to show you that celebrities are able to keep things on the hush if they want to. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I don't know if anyone was really checking for them. I don't think so. I mean, here's the thing, Michael. If you were to go back in time and tell me that the same Justin who ripped off Janet Jackson's titty cover and let her take the fall would also be the kind of guy who would step out on his pregnant wife. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Well, I guess I would probably believe you. But still, I'm allowed to be a little bit shocked that it might have allegedly happened. Yeah. And like the timing sucks for them. But that's probably why they kept it a secret. Because if they didn't, if they if they would have announced it earlier, the like a fair rumor would have been sort of more fresh and people would have really gone in. Oh, for sure. I would have been like, that is that dude is an alleged shitbag. Like that is the most allegedly shitbaggy thing that you can do is to like cheating on someone is never right, but cheating on a pregnant lady. That's pretty low, mister. Yeah. And like, and like the last time, the first time she was pregnant, Mm -hmm. like they were very public with it. Like Mm -hmm. there's that, horrible Instagram picture that she posted where she's like has her bump out and you can't see her it's just her bump Mm -hmm. and he's like 
kissing it while cheesing at the camera. And it's like, uh, isn't she, shouldn't she, be, isn't this her moment? Yeah. No, it's always Justin's moment. It's always, yeah, it's always it's, his moment. Yeah. But um, they haven't come up with a name yet. So what are your suggestions? Well, their first kid's name, Silas Randall. I'm sure Silas Randall's a very nice child, but that to me sounds like the name of a like um, an old timey bully. Like that feels like the kind of what, kid. like in the Little Rascals? Oh yeah, Little Rascals, or like a Christmas story. Like it feels like it feels like a bully. So I feel like the second kid would be like the bully's sidekick. So it would its name is going to be like. It's, I don't know why I just, I don't know why I'm going to a nickname like Scruffy. <laughs> Silas Scruffy. Randall and Scruffy. Did she give birth to a puppy? Well, Scruffy. She, she gave birth to a kid whose name is like pre-vaccination, 1930s. Michael, what do you think it's going to be? Well, okay. Silas is um, the middle name of Justin's grandpa. Mm-hmm. Randall is Justin's middle name and his dad's middle name. Mm-hmm. So this one will probably be all about Justin as well. Like the first child was. So this child's going to be all about Justin. So he should go with, sorry, Janet. I mean. Oh, sorry, Janet for the first name. Sorry, Jessica for the second name. S-J-S-J, Timberlake. It rolls off the tongue. Yeah, write it down. Put it on the birth certificate. Allison and I will now talk about five stories, starting with Princess B. Princess B is Prince Andrew and is the daughter of Prince Andrew and Fergie, not the Black Eyed Peas Fergie, but she's their eldest daughter. She's 31. She got married to 37-year-old Italian property developer Eduardo, Eduardo Mozzi last week. Now, they were supposed to have a big royal wedding, but then coronavirus happened. So they had a much smaller social distance wedding at All Saints Chapel, and the reception was at Prince Andrew's Lodge. Her parents were there, and the Queen and Prince Philip were also there, but they kept their distance. Prince William and Duchess Kate were probably not there, and Prince Harry and Meghan Markle were definitely not there since they're in L.A. Now, the theme of B's wedding was, in this economy, because everything was borrowed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except the flowers, I think. But, like, the Queen lent her vintage Norm- Norman Hartnell gown, that the queen wore decades ago. The queen also lent her the Queen Mary diamond tiara, which the queen wore on her uh, wedding day. They also released pictures, which were pretty. They're pretty. Mm -hmm. And they were extra pretty because Prince Andrew's face was not in any of them. Mm -hmm. So that was good. Oh, uh, but Prince Andrew did walk her down the aisle. I mean, I guess that was expected. Yeah. I mean, it's still... I mean, yeah. yeah. Still probably made a pu- couple people go like, <laughs> Like, you know, that face like... Uh, I mean, obviously getting married in the middle of a, you know, in the middle of the COVID pandemic, you have to be smart. And so I'm glad to hear that generally they practiced social distancing. And actually, I heard that, um, like, a, a lot of people took it really seriously. So, for example... Every one of B's female friends stayed as far away from her dad as humanly possible. Yeah, and they're probably going to do so even out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're like, yeah, pandemic just, what? Just in case. <laughs> Not that this was ever going to be televised. Wait, do they have public access in England? They probably do. But <laughs> I'm glad they didn't. Channel 2. <laughs> I'm glad. Channel 2. I'm glad they didn't because like the... 
royal weddings, like, I always have to stay up and watch them. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to stay up all night. So I'm glad she didn't do that. And yes, it's all about me. But congratulations to them and thoughts and prayers to Eduardo's cell phone. Because Eduardo is supposedly loaded, right? Mm-hmm. And we all know Fergie has had problems with money. Oh, we all know. And there's rumors that Andrew is having money problems too. So they're going to burn up that phone. Mm-hmm. And actually change your number, Eduardo. The cast of the 90s remake of The Parent Trap had a virtual reunion on Katie Couric's Instagram page, which is random. That's but... not that's not something I ever thought I'd hear you say. <laughs> yeah, it's random, but we live in a time when everything is random, which means nothing is random, right? <laughs> Discuss. Um, but anyway, <laughs> most of the cast, including Dennis Quaid, Lindsay Lohan, and Elaine Hendricks were part of the reunion. Now, if you don't know the movie, Lindsay plays twins and one twin is British. So Dennis said that he did a screen test with Lindsay and he thought she was two different actresses like he did two different scenes one with the British twin one with the American twin Mm -hmm. and he thought Lindsay was two different actresses like she was that good so he said the first thing I remember was meeting Lindsay at I think it was some kind of a screen test you were 11 I think right yeah yeah and I remember thinking oh my god that's one of the most talented people I've ever met period forget that she's 11 years old then I actually thought there were two (laughs) (laughs) girls I really did because your accent was so perfect I'm gonna channel my inner Dina Lohan right now so when Dina Lohan heard Dennis Quaid say that she was like I wish there were two of them do you know how much money I could have made off of twins twice the money think of how many houses I could have had more than one, that's for sure. So more than one would have been foreclosed upon. More than one, saying. yeah. It, more, more than one is already more than what she has. So and now I'm going to do my Dina Lohan. Nice. <laughs> because to me, how could Dennis think that Lindsay was two different actresses when during each screen test, Dina was probably off to the side screaming, Sing out, Lindsay, sing out, the rent is due. Perfect. Uh, Spot on. You know what? Send that to SNL right now. It's casting season on SNL. (laughs) Send that directly to Lauren Michaels. Or Sesame Street to play like Grouch. What's his? uh... Oscar the Grouch? Yeah, that one. Oscar the Grouch's stage mom, Dina the Grouch. (laughs) So Andy King is that blowjob legend who blew his way into our hearts and parts in Netflix's Firefest documentary when he said that he was going to suck the dick of a Bahamian customs official to get them to release bottles of Evian they needed for the festival. Well, Andy announced on Instagram that after 58 years of living, he has found true love with a Scottish man named Craig McBlain. Craig is 26, so he's 32 years younger than Andy. They met at the Ultra Music Festival in Miami last year. I mean... I'm not surprised that Andy King would eventually find love. They don't call him the blowjob king for nothing. And he's a catch. I'm sure that when he proposed, he like got down on one knee and he presented his, you know, soon to be fiance with a bottle of water and was like, I don't have a ring right now, but will this, you know, serve as a placeholder until I can get one and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, you had me at my name is Andy King, the blowjob king of the fire festival i th- that's me trying to directly quote jerry Maguire, by the way 
Oh, Jerry Maguire. Oh, that's that was that's my your, that was that's my your Renee's Renee's Never said it was good. <laughs> okay, because of the age difference, many you know are saying that Craig is with Andy for the money or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But Andy is American. Mm-hmm. Craig is Scottish. So. Andy's probably gone from almost sucking dick for water to sucking dick for whatever the Scottish equivalent of a green card is, because we all want out. (laughs) Andrew Yockey, um, a doctoral candidate at the University of Cincinnati, is the lead author of a science paper that claims LSD use has gone up 50% between 2015 and 2018. Andrew told Scientific American that researchers believe LSD use has gone up because of the 2016 election, and many are also microdosing now for therapy reasons. And he believes that it's gone up even more during these times of corona. He said, LSD is used primarily to escape, and given that the world's on fire, people might be using it as therapeutic mechanism. Now that COVID's hit, I guess that use has probably tripled. I My, guess it's very scientific. I guess, yeah. That's. I'm pretty sure that every every scientific paper is like, yeah, we'll accept. I guess. Um, Michael, I have a really silly question. What is microdosing? You do like a little bit, not like to make you trip. It's like to kind of. Some people are doing it, you know, in place of an antidepressant. Okay, so I know that. That scientist said, like, I guess people are using more. And he added, like, okay, but just to warn you, side effects may include coming out of your acid trip and realizing, like, oh, no, I'm still stuck in COVID quarantine. I know. And that's the thing. Like, the worst side effect. I mean, we're already in a bad trip, right? Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine, like, having a bad trip while on a bad trip. Like, it'd be like Inception meets Blue Sunshine, a (gasps) movie that fucked me up. Mm-hmm. And finally, for the first time in over 30 years, all Walmarts will close on Thanksgiving this year because of coronavirus and because they also want to show appreciation to their employees. They're also giving $428 million worth of bonuses this year. Walmart is usually, usually open on Thanksgiving because they like to get a jump on Black Friday. They will be open on Black Friday, but haven't announced their hours yet. Mm-hmm. Michael, this is crazy. Where will I get into a physical altercation over a $39 Instant Pot? I always did it on Thanksgiving Thursday. I know that they're they're ruining your tradition. I know. It changed things up this year, I guess. Well, I think the this this only means that people are going to have their Thanksgiving dinner on the sidewalk while waiting in line for Walmart to open on Black Friday so that they can cough on each other while fighting over that Instant Pot. How much is it? 30%? $39. Oh, $39, cough and punch each other. So we're going to try out a new possible weekly segment. We're going to call Show and Tell. Uh, it really sh- We really should call it Ho and Tell, but mm-hmm. we're not that kind of show. We're actually, we are that kind of show. But. We absolutely are. It should be called Don't Show. I don't want to see anything. <laughs> But uh, we're going to call it show and tell. So basically every week, Allison and I will each share something we're into. It could be a TV show or a movie or some food shit, whatever. Uh, I got the idea because a lot of listeners, and by a lot, I mean one, 
uh, asked me about Mucho Mucho More, the uh, Walter Mercado documentary on Netflix. They asked because, you know, I've, I've written about him a lot on the site and I loved him. So I watched it with my mom mm-hmm. and um, I just had a teeny bit of wine, you know, like baby sized. Like a thimble? Yeah, like a bit, you know, baby sized. Um, is a thimble the size of a bottle? Then yes. But um, okay, so I watched it with her and I fell asleep halfway through. Because the wine? The baby size wine, yes. And I should be arrested for falling asleep on Walter Mercado. But honestly, like his glamour probably like put me into a coma. His, yeah. Seeing his glamour in motion. He's relaxing. He probably like could see you through the TV and was like, you know what? Michael's sleepy. He needs to catch up on some sleep. <laughs> and I know that I know that Walter Mercado has passed. I'm aware of this, but just it's the magic of television. <laughs> but I'm going to watch it again and I'll, I'll talk about it. But this time I'm recommending a show that many of you have probably seen because it's been on a minute, but um, it's called I May Destroy You. It's a British show. It's on HBO. Um, seven episodes, I believe, have aired so far. It airs every Sunday. So it's created and written, and it stars Michaela Cole. She did Chewing Gum. Did mm-hmm. you ever see Chewing Gum? Yeah, it was, I loved it. it was yeah, so amazing. Good. So she she said that she, um, while writing Chewy, Chewing Gum, she was sexually assaulted. And this series uh, was inspired by that. Mm-hmm. It's about sexual assault and the effects of it. And... It's handled very delicately and with humor. Like, it's the best show of the year for me, hands down. And none of the main characters are unlikable to me, which is a first. Mm-hmm. Because usually at least one main character, I'm like, I can't stand this bitch. Well, and it's HBO, right? Yeah. So, like, I think legally they're like, we have to put in one person that makes you be like, oh, this fucking person. Yeah, I can't stand this fucking person. Yeah, but all I like all the main characters, especially her friend Terry and there's a long part in the third episode that made me laugh like I haven't laughed in a long time I won't give it away but I mean I could not stop laughing and I'm pretty sure I was sober so I recommend it fully and if you don't have HBO I would give you my password but the show isn't done yet so I don't want to be locked out and I've never fallen asleep while watching it watching it oh even with wine even with wine. So that says everything. That's a, yeah, that's like a growing endorsement. Yeah. So that's, that's my uh, show and tell. Show and tell would be a really good drag queen name. Show and tell, show and tell, show and, show and tell. Chantel. Maybe just Chantel would be good. <laughs> Shangela. That's a, there's a great there, name. There you go. There you go. I wonder if there's any queens named Shangela. Okay. So Michael, mine, when you pitched this idea to me, I was like, okay, I have a couple TV shows that I would be interested in. But the way that you sort of sold it to me was like, you're like, think of something you're really into. And people that are familiar or have like that noticed a pattern in some of the stuff I talk about that like sometimes I like I'm really into food and mm-hmm. and like gross food. So right away I was like, okay, there's nothing I'm more obsessed with right now than um, marshmallow potato chip squares. So I have picked a food that's not like a TV show. So, okay, it's this, it's a recipe that I saw years ago and it's something. Where did you see it? Like online? Yeah. Like like a TV show? Instagram. You saw like the back of a box. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, the box is, is this like... a Paula Dean recipe? <laughs> no. Is this a, the Utz girl? I hope it's not. Yeah, the, the Utz bag is like, hey, do you want to do something stupid with me? I'm like, sure do. No, so, <laughs> hike. No, it was like a... Uh, like somebody that I follow on Instagram worked at like a bakery. I'm not, I'm serious when I say this was like eight years. No, this ago. recipe probably got from a weed shop because this is definitely stoner food. Oh, <laughs> but not is... this stoner because I don't know if I would eat it. Okay, yeah, but yeah, okay. what is it? Well, Michael, let me sell you on it because you might I might change your mind. So all it is really is you take make rice crispy squares, which most people know is. Rice Krispies, butter, vanilla, and marshmallows. It's like the easiest recipe. There's a reason why like Girl Scouts do it when they're like eight years old. It's like foolproof. So what you do is instead of Rice Krispie squares, use crushed up Ruffles potato chips. And so I was trying to explain. Salted? Yes, salted. So, okay, here's the thing. I was, before I was making them, I was like, I haven't had a plain potato chip in a while. So I had one. I was like, these are salty as fuck. Like this recipe is going to be gross. No. So the marshmallows, all the like corn syrup in the marshmallows kind of cancels out the salt. So you only get a little bit of it. And you make it like as you normally would. You melt down all the butter. You like put in your crushed. They have to be kind of crushed, right? Like yeah. pieces that are no bigger. Not than, dust. Not dust, but like a small butterfly, perhaps like smallish <laughs> and not dust, but not full on chips. So yeah. crush them up, put them in a pan. Put it in the fridge. Now, what I did to like kick it up a notch is I melted a bunch of milk chocolate and I poured it on top. And I did this because Trader Joe's seven years ago used to sell chocolate dipped potato chips and they were so good. And then they discontinued them. And I don't know why, probably because they were super unhealthy and it like they're they're bad. Like the calorie intake is like 8000 calories. There's a warning that just says like, good luck. Anyways. So you melt chocolate on the top of them, cut them into squares. They're so good. Um, I made them for friends of mine and I ate half a pan of it, which is basically a f- one like large bag of potato chips and like half a bag of marshmallows. And, and FYI, everyone, Allison doesn't smoke weed. Yeah. <laughs> She's just yeah. naturally it like sh- this. It should be. Yeah, it should be noted. I haven't smoked weed in years. <laughs> it's still in your system. <laughs> whatever that strain was my liver yeah my liver's working through some shit it's been yeah anyway so that's my highest recommendation they're so goddamn good they're really really good and um yeah they're just like super sloppy throw them together they're great okay where where can they find the recipe you know what just (laughs) just google google go to bon appetit Go to Cook's Illustrated. Get the latest issue of Cook's Illustrated. Flip past the recipe where it's like a whole sea bream cooked in a skillet. No, just Google marshmallow potato chip squares. I'm sure that if I look up the history of it, there's probably like a southern history or a stoner yeah. history probably. Stoner. Anyways, so, southern stoner. Yeah. And I'm sure as soon as I Google it, I'm going to get diabetes and have a heart attack. Yeah, we'll be in the same boat together. <laughs> Okay, so there, the, that's our um, recommendations of the week. Um, and that brings us to the end of the show. Um, if you have a note for us or a question or whatever, email us at dtp at delicit.com. dtp at delicit.com. Okay, so thank you. Bye. Till next week. Bye.